0: So here's the first episode of, and here's the thing. Teaching is, I can't even explain it. So, and this is fiction. I should be able to explain it. But I can't. So we're just going to go with teaching, and we're going to go with um, when you start teaching. Just like any job you have to start by being an apprentice or by training right? and you don't get to choose how you're going to be trained or sometimes you don't even get to choose where you're going to be trained and that's the fun part it's all the unknown So I was trained in elementary classrooms. Those are little kids. In fact, they were second graders, so they were very little. However, they knew a lot more than I did about being a student Even though I had been through 12 years of being a student, and more. 12 years elementary. Well, secondary and elementary. okay anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, and here's the thing. (laughs) These kids required you to be able to follow directions to make my dogs drinking can you hear that to make a teacup for Mother's Day Mm mm-hmm so those directions come on a piece of cardboard paper and there are lines on that paper that are curved and there are straight lines And then there are dotted lines Mm -hmm. so little like IKEA directions which I don't do well with those either these directions befuddled me now my second graders they knew how to do these things but I was supposed to teach them that was supposed to be my training well first of all I couldn't remember or I wasn't sure whether I was supposed to know whether the dotted lines meant that you cut them or did you fold on those lines and why didn't they have any little words on this teacup cutout that I wasn't sure whether you're supposed to cut out or not So, uh, I had to ask a professional about how to do it, and, uh, the professional that I asked felt a little bit like maybe I just was slow, you know, maybe I just really was slow, because who doesn't know how to, uh, follow directions to make a paper teacup? out of cardboard well construction paper pretty pretty heavy paper yeah that was me so she quickly went through it with me and uh, I then went in to teach the kids how to make their Mother's Day teacup needless to say I didn't teach the kids they did they taught themselves because they knew right away this person has no idea what she's doing so we're just going to take this all into our own hands and uh, some of the teacups had handles uh, some of the teacups didn't some of the teacups were uh, they really weren't teacups they were houses but you know uh, here's the house for Mother's Day I, I don't know I thought it worked you know just make it a door where the hole is and turn it upside down it was fine it was fine and yeah um so that was one of the things that I did the other thing was that computers with second graders it it was a it was when the computers were huge you know I mean they were big and classrooms had like six of them or whatever. And uh, so only part of the kids could be on the computers. And the other part of the class was either doing reading or, you know, at some other station. And I was helping the group of students that were on the computers. And one of the computers wasn't working, wasn't doing what it was supposed to do, and I was getting so upset that I Usually kids get time out, right? But I had to take a time out. And I would tell the kids just like I would tell my own children, I need a time out. And I went over in the corner and um, cast up a storm because quietly, you know, like silently. And I thought to myself, you know, teachers don't do this. Teachers don't do this. They do not give themselves times out. And time times out. That sounds great. Time out, and go in the corner and cuss silently. Mm-hmm. So the kids in that group were. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they were a little astonished, but they rolled with it because they were seven, and. Finally got the computer to work, Uh, and that day came to an end, which I'm sure the kids uh, learned a lot about how actually self-sufficient, independent they really were, which is a bonus, you know, ultimately, because a lot of those classes with really little kids is you know, there's a lot of directions that are given, um, a lot. And so to have somebody uh, not really give a whole lot of directions, or if they are giving directions, they don't work. So then, you know, you have to become self-sufficient and uh, talk to those people around you, your other children your other maybe your friends they could be friends never know to figure it out so that's what I told myself I said well I've made them more self-sufficient that's good okay teacups houses mother's day done done check so then uh another holiday see holidays in this job uh, so that was my training for holidays Mother's day. So then I had my own classroom and these were older coats and Valentine's Day came around and I didn't want to deal with it because I just said I just don't want to do this. I mean I don't I don't want the boxes of you know, whatever the little things with spongebob and I squish you or whatever on the front. I just, it just didn't seem like I should have to do that. Uh, So I thought maybe a parent volunteer could do that, and she could, or he could volunteer at their house to do this, Um, you know, some afternoon. I I would just be fine with that, and... uh, You know, they could drive the kids to their house, whoever's house, and they could do the Valentine's, you know, card things and little candies and whatever. That'd be great. Of course, I dreamt that that never really was reality um, because Valentine's came and I was hoping maybe the kids would just, you know, just move on. You know, we had an exciting things that we were doing. We were building pyramids. It's exciting. We're building our own pyramid. Who who doesn't want to do that? And uh, with our own materials, we even had a egyptologist, right? No, there's something else that knew about the hieroglyphs. I mean, it was a big deal. So, Valentine's Day, I was hoping that would just go by the wayside, but of course not. So, I'm telling the kids, uh, okay guys, so I want you to get out your drawings for your pyramid and, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get started. (laughs) And one of the girls looks at me and she's like teacher it's Valentine's Day aren't we going to do something for Valentine's Day aren't we going to have a party and I said well this is a party the party is we're making pyramids that's a party I mean really that's fun. <laughs> it didn't go over like I thought it might. Uh, but it's Valentine's Day. It is? Oh, I said. Oh, well, uh, okay, so maybe like the last uh, 20 minutes. Do you think 20 minutes would work? I mean, do you all have things for this? I mean, are you? Sure enough, every one of them had a little bag. Of course, I didn't notice that. With stuff in it. You know, little boxes, SpongeBob things. One of them said, but I want to hand out my Valentines. I made everybody a Valentine. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Dang it. Um, Okey-doke. So generally teachers prepare for holidays and here's the thing I learned if you don't prepare for holidays once again the children become self-sufficient they become independent right They all, the last 20 minutes of class, passed out their various um, little, you know, valentines to everybody, and uh, they wanted to do something different, and I said, well, we could make mobiles with Valentine's Day mobiles I know you're all thinking really really in 20 minutes you're going to make Valentine's day mobiles see and the thing is that without any kind of creative bone in my body uh, it doesn't occur to me that that could be really difficult Um, and it was it it was definitely difficult and uh, kids got frustrated I didn't get frustrated because well I mean you know if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't and you know there's always something else you you've already made Veronica's got the best homemade Valentine's, uh, you know, you've got ideas for things you could do. I just thought heart mobile, I I don't know, just seemed fun, different, couldn't think of anything else. Shouldn't have said it, should have thought about it first, didn't. Anyway, um, (laughs) Valentine's Day... Valentine's Day let's see let's see if I can think of one more holiday I can't oh well there it is there's the teacher comedy hour which is really turning out to be 15 minutes it's fine two holidays the beginning teacher standing in the corner Uh, I have a million of these anyway hope you enjoyed it talk soon Bye. So I'm back and um, you know how people always say, well, since you're a teacher, you get all this time off and I always have to tell them, yeah, but we're not paid for that time. We're paid for the time that we work. So we're not paid for the summers or the two weeks at Christmas. You know, we have contracts. That's that's how that works. Somehow, they're like, oh, no. You know, you guys get paid to stay home. Well, no. Except for right now. Because uh, it's coronavirus. COVID-19, whatever it is. And, of course, so now I'm battling it again oh you guys get a week off and you get paid well okay so again like it's a contract you know one of those things you sign let's say I'll work for you for a year you know like the military I'll work for you for three years and and if I leave you can I don't know ban me forever or whatever that's that's kind of what happens with teaching like you sign a contract that says sure I'm going to work for you for a year and or whatever it is and you're going to pay me x and if I bail on you then you know you can take my teaching license okay so I need everybody to just calm down and of course as teachers we fall for that all the time with people yeah I know it's really cool And then we feel bad because we get time off. And then, you know, we have teachers, millennials, I know, okay, boomer. Anyway, um, who are teaching now that seem to, I don't know how they've gotten this in their minds. Like, we did not raise them this way, I swear to God. They seem to think, and I know that, Teaching became, like, draconian, I think, right around when they were maybe in high school. So they seem to think that they absolutely have to fill the requirement of every single day that they are are scheduled to, to fulfill this contract. And, of course, you know, they don't get to... Have overtime, so it's not like you're an hourly employee you you don't get overtime unless it's approved by your administrator and so all the all the grading that these millennials are doing outside of their teaching time, of course. They're not getting paid for, but yet they will absolutely become very indignant um, because heaven forbid that they're judged by the rest of society, which is what I'm sure they think. They fall right into, I'm having a vacation. I get things that other workers don't get. I I am not fulfilling the children's needs. So I just want to say that, um, you know, the kids really uh, in our society aren't really getting the chance to be kids anymore, (laughs) like at all, Um, because they're so scheduled and their parents are putting them into every little thing at every moment. They're scheduling every minute of every day, uh, particularly when the child leaves school. So, I don't know. I think hanging out at home, drawing or uh, going to the park or, you know, um, talking on the phone, I don't know. Uh, Having time for that child to choose to do what they would like to do. Really, seriously. Seriously. And giving parents that time to be around their kiddo because those children are going to go. They're not hanging out. They're not going to be with you forever. In fact, you know, they might not be with you for very long at all because something could go wrong in your relationship. I don't know if you're married. You know, things could happen. Oh, boy, then you have even more time apart from your child besides them going to school. So... I know, okay, Boomer. Anyway, relax. Enjoy the time you have with your child, millennial teachers, and stop flipping out. Okay, nobody's judging you. You're paid for this time. This is not your fault. You have a contract. And can the district enforce it and have you, you know, be there longer? Sure. And they probably will, so relax. You don't need to encourage it. That's just what I'm saying Don't encourage Because honestly I'm a proponent of Not having long School years Not having children in school all the time Because it's ridiculous Kids learn a lot From their environment So Anyway There's that now I'm done, and uh okay, that um six minutes. this is supposed to be an hour. How do people talk for an hour? I don't know, let me see. um what could I tell you about? I have just a million kid stories <laughs> so one of the kids that I've had who um he just, speaking of staying home, and speaking of getting uh, information and utilizing it from his environment, this kid would, when he decided he wanted to go home, he was done at school, uh, he would just say that he was going to start a fire. Now, some people think, oh, okay, oh, you know, I mean, yeah, that's it's a mental health thing and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's possible, except for the fact that he loved being at home. And he knew just how to get there because his dad was home. And so he wanted to go be with his family. And if he said he was going to start a fire... Then he had to be pulled from class and had to go through this whole emergency, th- whatever it is, talking to them about are they really have matches or are going to, you know, start things up, or or is this just you know, uh, a musing? Well, for him, he learned that you know if you say that. Uh, you get to go home, particularly if then you really, you know, you really say seriously. And, of course, he would add, add different schools. I mean, if, if he felt like we were kind of backing away from, okay, no, you're just, you know, you can handle this. You can stay here. Because, of course, we're supposed to convince them to stay no matter what. And that's another thing. When I was teaching elementary, I used to tell the kids, well, nobody is holding you here. Nobody is forcing you to be here. So maybe your parents are, but I certainly am not. So let's make the best of it. This is a community and um if you really don't want to be here then, you know, make an argument. I'll help you. So <laughs> So then he would he would just he would go home, this kid, you know, uh even if <laughs> even if it was deemed that he, you know, was not in danger and uh, he would still just trot himself right out the door and go down the road and get on the bus and off he'd go. And, you know, schools are liable is the problem. I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why, you know, you're, we're constantly trying to herd them to stay. And I have another student who's very similar to this student this year who essentially is like, uh, I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to walk home because I'm done. I've had it. This place isn't working for me. Which, you know, often in those cases, the place isn't working for them. And it's not a reflection necessarily on the system. It's just that the system, it's a big one, and it doesn't always work for everybody. And that's okay because there are so many other options. So... um, Yeah, I'm really for open borders with schools, you know. Um, Okay, that's going to really piss people off. So, uh, but that, you know, those kids learn from their environment. I, you know, I can leave. I, nobody's going to stop me. I mean, they can't legally. I mean, they're still liable for me, but I can just go home. So many kids don't realize they can just go home. Well, if they have a key, I mean, I don't know, you know, if they can get in. Um, so I, I'm always a little uh, a little taken aback by those kids who figured out, you know, I am not staying, can't make me, and I will figure out how to get out of here one way or the other. Huh. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, good. I'm going to just stop right there.